Dear friends, welcome to this week's virtual drasha. This week we have the incredible privilege to read Parshas Vayigash. And of course, in this parsha, we read of the dramatic story of the reunification of Yaakov Avinu's family. Yosef utters the words, Ani Yosef Vichai, I am Yosef, is my father still alive? And ultimately, again, that launches the process, the difficult process of reconciliation and the bringing together. Ultimately, again, the re-energizing of the familial bond of the clan of Yaakov Avinu. Yosef, after bringing his brothers close, says, okay, the next mission is we got to bring father Yaakov and the rest of the family down to Mitzrayim. So Yosef says to his brothers, listen, go back to father and tell him everything you saw. Tell him everything that happened to me and bring him down to Egypt. So the Torah says as follows. This is in Perak Mem Hei Pasach of Zion, chapter 45, verse 27. So ultimately the brothers, the Shvatim, come back to Yaakov and they tell, they tell Yaakov everything that Yosef had told them. Right? Yosef gave them a script. Here's the script. Tell it to father. Furthermore, again, Yaakov saw the wagons that Yosef had sent to bring him down to Egypt. And the spirit of Yaakov came back to life. Now, the Mepharshim are bothered by something very intriguing, which is the Pasuk has two parts. First, it says that the brothers told Yaakov everything that Yosef had told them. And then it says that Yaakov saw the wagons. And then it says his spirit was restored. Right? Literally, again, his spirit came back to life. So what's interesting is it sounds like his spirit came back to life based on the wagons. Somehow, again, they're that juxtaposition to the wagons. So what's going on over here? So there's an incredible Medrash. The Medrash writes, You see, Yosef was concerned. Yosef was concerned that Yaakov would not believe the brothers. You know, this goes with the motif in the Mepharshim that in general Yaakov was suspect of the brothers in terms of what they did with Yosef. So now suddenly again they're coming back. Remember this whole time they've been speaking about this unpredictable despotic ruler in Egypt. And now it turns out, ta-da, it's Yosef. It's Yosef. So Yosef was concerned that maybe Yaakov won't believe the brothers. So therefore again there's a plan B. What's the plan B? If father believes the story, if he believes the narrative, fantastic. And if he doesn't believe you, Amrulos, tell father the following. This is Yosef's message to the brothers to be conveyed to Yaakov in the event that Yaakov doesn't believe the initial story. Tell Yaakov, Tell father the following. Tell father, how do you know it's really me, Yosef? Because before I was sold into slavery, we were learning together the sugya, the topic of Egla Arufa. The Egla Arufa literally translated is the decapitated calf. That has to do with a situation where Rahman al-Islam, you find a person who's murdered in between two cities. You measure it to the closest city and the elders of that city bring out a calf, a young calf by a dried riverbed. They decapitate the calf. They wash their hands over the calf. They say our hands didn't spill this blood without getting into all the technicalities. So therefore, Yosef says to his brothers, listen, if dad doesn't believe the story, give him a sign, a sign that only I, Yosef, would know, which is that when I left home more than two decades ago, we were learning the suga, we were learning the topic of Egla Arufa, of the decapitated calf. So remember, there's a little bit of play on words, because Yosef sent the Agalos. Agala is a wagon. And the wagon was supposed to, so to speak, symbolize the Egla. Same letters, but different word. The Egla Arufa, the decapitated calf. And therefore the Medrash says that it sounds like Yaakov Avinu at first didn't believe them. But then again, he sees the Agalos. They give him the message. The Agalos, the wagon, represents the Egla Arufa, the last thing that Yosef was learning with you. And again, Yaakov Avinu's spirit was restored. He believed that. So the Chassam, so according to the name of the Chassam, so for a beautiful idea, 
But what, what's 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 going on over here, right? But again, you could take it a pashat pshat, a simple idea that yes, this was the code. Who else but Yosef would have known what Yaakov and Yosef were learning together? But the Chassam Sober says there's something deeper over here. He says, look at the phrase Egla Arufa, right? Egla, so we translate it again as calf, but Egla Igul is also a circle or a cycle. Chassam Sober says something amazing. He says, Yosef was telling his father the following father. I know it's going to be very difficult for you to believe that I am alive. Not only because, like, how could it be that Yosef is the viceroy in Egypt? But Father, for the last 22 years, you have cultivated an identity. The identity of a bereaved father. Remember, what was Yaakov Avinu doing for the last two plus decades? He was sitting Shiva. We don't see any dynamic activity on the part of Yaakov Avinu. We don't see any nevuah. There was no prophecy, Rashi says. Why? Because Yaakov Avinu wasn't engaged in dynamic activity. Yaakov Avinu was sitting a two-decade shiva. A two-decade shiva. That's a lot of time to put into an identity and a lot of time to cultivate an identity. And what Yosef was most scared about was that sometimes when people kind of cultivate an identity, they double down on it, even when it's no longer the right one for them. After all, I've invested all of this time. I've invested all of this koach. Yosef was afraid that Yaakov would not believe that he was alive. Because for Yaakov to believe that Yosef was alive, he would have to change the identity that he had cultivated for himself over the last two decades. Over the last decades, you ask Yaakov, what are you? I am a bereaved father. I am a parent who lost a child. That's what I am. That's what I do. I sit shiva. I mourn. I, I, I'm broken. That's who I am. Yo Yosef is alive? Yosef is alive? Well, if Yosef is alive, that means my previous identity was wrong. That means all of that effort that I spent on cultivating and concretizing that identity, I have to throw out and start again. That's scary. So Yosef says to his father, Father, Egla, remember Egla Arufa. I know that sometimes in life we get on this circle. We live in a cyclical way. We cultivate an identity. We make an identity and we just simply reinforce it over and over and over and over. And sometimes there comes a moment where you recognize that that identity is wrong. That identity, those hashkafas, those outlooks, those behaviors, those relationships, they're not right. They're not good for me. But the tricky part is I've invested so much time in them. I'm, I, this is who I am. And so more often than not, human nature is, you stay on the hamster wheel, right? You stay in the circle, you stay on the cycle, even when you know it's no longer right. Yosef pleads with his father, Father, don't be an egla. Don't be stuck in the cycle that you've created for yourself because if you do that, arufa, arufa means decapitated. Those who go ahead and get stuck in the cycles that they've created for themselves, those of us who create identities and even when they're wrong, I just can't transcend it. We engage in behaviors and even when I know that it's not befitting of me, I still continue with it. We're locked into relationships that even though, again, we know they're unhealthy, we just simply can't get off the wheel. We can't get off the circle. I can't break the cycle. Well, people who live in that circular, cyclical life, it's arufa. It's like being decapitated while I'm still alive. It's that there's no, I'm, it's dead man walking. That ultimately, again, there's no life. There's no life. There's no vitality if you can't break the cycle. Yosef was pleading with his father in a nuanced way that only Yaakov Avinu would understand. Father, break the cycle. Don't live life in the circle of mourning. Don't live life in the cycle of bereavement. It's tragic how you had to spend the last two decades. But just because you spent the last two decades like that doesn't mean you have to spend the rest of your life like that.
Find the courage to break the cycle. Find the courage to become someone new. Find the courage to transcend. Join me here in Egypt. And let's build a beautiful life together. And when Yaakov Avinu hears this, what, what does the Pasuk say? Vatechi ruach Yaakov Avihem. Yaakov's spirit came back to life. Yaakov Avinu heeded the muster of his son. You're right, I don't want to be an Egla Arufa. I don't want to be in the circle of decapitation. I don't want to be stuck in a rut in life, living the same way, being the same person, unwilling to change simply because I have so much time invested in this identity. I could be someone different. I can live a different kind of life. It's painful that I've lost two decades, but just because I've lost two decades doesn't mean that I have to abdicate the ability to maximize the rest of my life. That's the power of Egla Rufa. The ability to recognize that sometimes we're locked in a cycle of living that is unhealthy, that is unproductive, that leaves me decapitated. And I have to find the courage and the strength to break the cycle and to live differently. And what an incredible message, especially as we enter into Asara Teves. The 10th of Teves, which is an incredibly unique fast day in which we know we are observing it even on Erev Shabbos. We're going to be davening Kabbalah Shabbos tomorrow night and we're going to be fasting, going into Shabbos in a sense of fasting, incredibly dramatic and overwhelming. Incredibly, what's the pshat? So what is Asara Teves? So we know again, Asara Teves marks the day in which Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Baba, laid siege to Yerushalayim. So... It's dramatic and traumatic, but think about it. If Shavasar Batamas falls out on a Friday, we wouldn't fast. If Tisha, we'd push it, right? We'd push it. If Tisha B'Av fell out on a Friday, we wouldn't fast. And again, those are much more severe fast days. What's the Pshat? And the Pshat is that Asara Beteves marks the beginning. Asara Beteves was the beginning when everything began to fall apart. And Rabbi Yonasan Yaras Tvash points out, he says, Aschalta de Paranusa Difa, the Gemara says, that sometimes when you see things beginning to unravel, you see when the Vuchanesar laid siege to Yerushalayim, what should have happened was that should have been the wake-up call. That should have been the call to Klal Yisrael. It's time to break the circle. It's time to break the cycle. We have an opportunity to fix this. We have an opportunity to change this. Things don't have to result in a Shavas Shabbatamos. They don't have to result in a Tisha B'Av. We just have to find the courage to break the cycle. Asara Betavis was the beginning and it was in that moment where we had a choice. We had a choice. Continue on the circle of Sinas Chinam. Continue, continue on the circle of baseless hatred, of infighting, of animosity. Continue on the cycle and in the circle of shirking of our religious responsibilities. We could continue or, or we could go ahead and we could break the cycle. We could decide to do things differently and tragically, tragically, we just continued in the cycle. We refused to break the circle. So therefore, again, an Asara Beteves becomes a Shavasar Betamas when the walls were breached. And a Shavasar Betamas becomes a Tisha B'av when our beautiful Beis HaMikdash was destroyed. All because we failed to break the cycle. All because we failed to heed the warning of Yosef. Don't become an Egla Arufa. Don't become the kind of person who is stuck in the negative cycles and the negative circles and becomes a living person who is decapitated. Don't live like that. We didn't heed that warning. But that warning is so important to identify the broken cycles, the broken circles, and to get off them, right? To remove ourselves from them. That message is so important that even if this day falls out on Erev Shabbos, we're still going to fast. So dear friends, this is something for us to internalize. 
What are the broken circles and broken cycles in our lives? What are the behaviors we engage in that we know that are just not good, but we keep doing them anyway? The relationships that are unhealthy, but yet again, we just remain in them. The hashkafas, the life outlooks that we know are broken, are crooked. They're not, they're not right, but I just maintain them because, hey, that's the way I've looked at the world and looked at myself for all of these years. On this Erev Shabbos of Parshas Vayigash, on this Erev Shabbos of Asara Beteves, let us heed the words of Yosef HaTzadik. Don't be an Egla Arufa. Don't be someone who lives life decapitated because you can't break the cycles of negative living. Identify the things that are broken and stop them. Identify the relationships that are toxic and remove yourself. Identify the hashkafas that are flawed and just simply replace them with something beautiful and wonderful. Yaakov Avinu had the courage to do this and as a result, Vatchi Ruach Yaakov Avin, Yaakov Avinu came back to life. May we be Zochamir Tzashem to heed the words of Yosef, to avoid the trap of Egla Arufa, and Amir Tzashem rekindle the spark of life within ourselves as well. Wishing everyone a meaningful fast, a good Nerv Shabbos, and a beautiful Shabbos Kodesh.